Welcome, everyone, to Right Now, a student ministry podcast here at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. And today I'm excited to have a conversation with Alex Toll. Alex, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Are you excited to be on the podcast? Yeah, I'm excited to talk and just, yeah. <laughs> Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Um, I listen to a couple of podcasts, not like a ton. Are they like girly podcasts? They're actually they're actually all guys. It's kind of weird, but <laughs> I I do. I listen to Trey Kennedy, who's a Christian comedian. I like his podcast; it's really funny. And then one of his friends was on his podcast, and he has like a separate one, so I listen to that one. But those are really the only two podcasts I listen to. I also listen to The Office Ladies, which I like. So that is a girly one. But all yeah. right, I have to check some of those out. I don't listen to any of those podcasts. Of course, lately, I haven't been listening to as many podcasts as I used to, so that's another conversation for another day. But today, again, Alex, we are on the Right Now podcast as a student ministry here at Ridgecrest. We're thankful for you for being here and excited for this conversation. And as we begin, just a reminder for our listeners, we are doing this podcast with teenagers to encourage us all to live in the moment right now. Sometimes, Alex, you know, it's easy to kind of look past and look to the future, which I think we need to be praying and seeking the Lord in that as well. But make sure we are living out what Ephesians chapter 5, 15 through 17 says, and I'll read it just for a moment. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And so right now matters, and we want to live in a way as a wise person to use our life for His glory. And so, but before we jump in, though, today, Alex, and uh, our three questions that I sent you, and I know that you have some specific things in those questions that we want to talk about that I'm really excited about, I wanted to ask you this. What would you do right now if money wasn't an issue, time wasn't an issue, nothing else was an issue, you could just do anything right now, what would it be? That's a hard question. I have like two things I would probably do. All right, we'll first, let you answer two. Okay, first I would probably finish traveling the United States and then like other places I want to go. Wait, stop. Finish. So yeah. that means you've traveled a lot? Yes, I've traveled to 40 states so far. Wow. And so I want to finish. I haven't gone to like the wa- like the Washington state area. Like okay, right there. yeah, yeah. So I want to like go up there and see all that. And then I want to like travel to other places in the world, obviously. Right, right. now, there are some places that I don't really want to go, but um, <laughs> cool. yeah. it's obviously like safe places. Right. Um, and then also just like spend as much time with my family as I can because like I love spending time with my family. And that's like my family that I have close to me and then also like extended family. Yeah. I'm like super close to my family and just like love them. All and right. So, yeah. So let's go back to what you, the both of those answers. If you could go anywhere right now with your family out of the 40 states that you've already traveled to, where would you go back to? That's such a difficult question. All right. I'll give you like, you can like list like five if you can okay. list them five. Um, probably Utah. I really loved Utah and like the Mighty Five. They're really pretty. And then like Montana probably where like, wait, that's where Yellowstone is, right? Yeah. I think. That's really Yellowstone notes. Um, wherever sure. Yellowstone, wherever is, Yellowstone there. is, I'm sorry, I I haven't traveled a whole lot. Like the <laughs> well, farthest, even though I've traveled, I still for Yellowstone is in Montana, I think. Wherever that is, we'll fact check that later, and uh, <laughs> if we're wrong, we'll just just I'm forgive sure us. I sound very smart right now, not knowing where that is. But that's all fine. in the same general area, Utah, Montana, yeah. right? Uh, no, I don't think Utah no. is anywhere near Montana, but um. Yes, yeah, so Montana's <laughs> north, Utah's south, more south, right? 
Sure, yeah. <laughs> we got to do a better geography <laughs> lesson on this podcast. But anyways, that's so, uh, so I'm jealous because I have not traveled a whole lot, especially out west. Um, never been to Utah, never been to Montana. <laughs> Obviously don't know where they are. Um, so jealous about you having the opportunity to travel like that. Um, but that's cool. I, I always say I want to travel uh, more. And I ne- did not know, Alex, you've been to 40 states. Yeah. So you got 11 more to go, right? Is there 50 more states? <laughs> There's 50 states. <laughs> so I have 10 more to go. 10 more to go. 50 yeah. states. I'm not a good history guy. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Lo- moving on. Uh, have you been to Hawaii? Oh, no, unfortunately, I no, haven't. So that's I haven't you- been to Hawaii or Alaska. I really want to go on an Alaskan cruise. Like, that is... Okay, so I can one-up you. I've been to Hawaii, so... Really? It's, it's tremendous. I need to go. Yes, I definitely am. I'm going there someday. Got to go. Sure. Got to do it. All right. Let's jump into our questions and get off of this uh, <laughs> United States of America, anything that I don't know right now. Um, but the first question today, Alex, and I know you want to talk a lot into kind of this question, and I'm excited to have this conversation with you because when you text me about it, I was just really thankful for your willingness to share um, because of the reality of this being a pretty big struggle um, for your generation and just in our world yeah. in general, not just uh, your generation, but what is God teaching you right now? Well, right now, and probably like for the past year, um, God's kind of been teaching me um, about how to have peace and just to not be afraid and to not be anxious. I'm definitely a like overthinker and I like to be prepared and everything. And um, towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year, I started having really, really bad anxiety and panic attacks. And it was about like my salvation and whether or not I was saved. And I was afraid of Jesus coming back and me not going, just all of that. So it's actually before um, Pastor Ray's end times thing. I was like right before that. And so he sort of just teaching me to like have peace. And during that time, I started to feel like I was alone and like, you know, no one else struggles with this. Like I've grown up in a Christian family. I've not had tons of friends or anything who've struggled with this. Um, but then I, the best thing that I could have ever done was go to my parents about it because my mom actually, when she was younger, struggled with the same type of thing. So she really helps me out with it. And like, I, I, I'm the type of person that usually likes to do things by myself. Like if I feel like I can do it, then I just want to do it. I want to involve other people. And, but one night I was just, my dad was out of town and I was just terrified, like thinking in my head. It was the type of like crippling anxiety is like the best way to describe it. And it was late at night and I just, my mom was asleep and I was like, I, I can't take this anymore. So I had to wake her up and I was like talking to her about it and she helped calm me down. But it took several months and really it's something that I'm still sort of struggling with. Like I've gotten over it so much and I've come so far, but it's, it's something that I have to remember that like I have to choose Jesus every day. It's not something that you just do once and it's over. You have to I have to remind myself about it every day. And yeah. So talk more just for a brief moment about what you just said as you kind of wrap that thought up of choosing Jesus every day. Because I remember our conversations, I remember our time together and where um you came over and we talked about a lot of that uh as well. And uh I just remember, like, from that moment forward, like, I feel, I know you said you're you're still struggling. We're Mm -hmm. not always going to just be perfect and just flip the switch right away. But, like, I've seen the difference in you. Um, So explain a little bit more about how, 
first off, choosing Jesus every day, do you feel like it's changed you? And then explain a little bit more what that looks like. Yeah. Well, before I started having anxiety and all of this bad, I've always struggled with anxiety a little bit, but this specific type, I, you know, I loved Jesus and, st- and stuff, but it wasn't like, I couldn't say that I thought about him every day. Like I did think about him, but it wasn't like I could actively do my devotional and all of that. Like I felt like I was connected to Jesus, but there was something missing there. And my, you know, my parents, and my family helped me like kind of realize that it's just, it's something you have to continue doing every day. It's like drinking water. You know, you have to keep doing it every day. It's like, if you want to be healthy, you have to work out. You have to put in all of that stuff and you have to do it consistently. And I wake up and I think, okay, today, like, especially when I like start feeling anxious, I'm like, no, like I choose that Jesus is going to be where I find my peace. And it's not in other stuff. It's not stuff like social media or like self-care stuff that people try to like fill you with. It's Jesus and it's his word and it's talking to him consistently. Prayer. I learned that prayer isn't something that's just like, thank you for this food. Amen. It's something you can have a conversation with God all day throughout the day. Like on my way to work, I'm like, God, help me to be a servant for you today. It's, you know, it's just talking to him all the time and having that consistent connection with him. Yeah, Alex, that's great. That'll preach uh, right there. (laughs) That is tremendous uh, to just hear um, those things. Um, Share this with me uh, now, and and we'll move on to our next question after this just due to time. But help me grasp in the moments of you feel anxious, you you feel fearful, um, and I know you spoke this a little bit already about choosing Jesus and stuff like that. Um, but explain the other side for a minute. You with me? Like where you were, you just shared about how I choose Jesus, mm-hmm. okay? But before you were choosing Jesus, where was your mind going? Does that, you follow me now? Like yeah. the opposite, because I think our listeners, they hear choose Jesus, but also I think hearing the opposite side of it, maybe help them battle both both ends. Mm-hmm. So like, what would you choose if you didn't? Yeah, what was it this? like when you're you're when you felt yourself going into an anxiety, a spiral of anxiety? Mm-hmm. What did that look like? For me, it was like I know that if I'm not saved, then I'm going to hell. Like basically, I was like just that horrible fear. And so when I didn't, when my I felt like my brain almost just wasn't like grasping that or comprehending that I. Um, like there is something good to hold on to. Yeah, that's good. And so when I would be anxious and stuff, I would almost just like my brain would never have that end when it comes to like, oh no, Jesus is my, it would just not never end. It would just yeah. be like constantly, no, you're, you're anxious. You're, you know, you do this and you do this and you're going to hell. You're, you know, like all of this stuff. That's like, there was never a moment of peace afterwards, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, after you good. go yeah. through something bad, it's like, okay, it gets better. Right. It was just consistent. Like, constantly just a spiral yeah Yeah, just a spiral of that continual um uneasy unrestfulness Mm -hmm. Um, and that that i think it's helpful sometimes alex to kind of hear both ends of the story Mm -hmm. because like you said at the very beginning of of talking about how what god's teaching you is that the enemy wants i think a lot of times one of the biggest lies of the enemy is that he wants us to believe we're the only person Mm -hmm. that's struggling with what we're struggling with because in that it leads us to isolation versus being at a place of community and hope that is ultimately in Christ. And so because of our isolation, sometimes it's easy not to hear both sides of this understanding the spiral, okay, Mm -hmm. that anxiety and fear that brings, 
but also moving to the hope um, and choosing that. And that's something that's easier said than done mm-hmm. on certain days. I know you know mm-hmm. that, but choosing that hope that's in Christ. And so I applaud you, Alex, of just your heart in this and you sharing those specific um, things about this. And let's let's talk now about this question, Alex. How can God use you and your generation right now? I feel like there are so many ways that he is and can use our generation. We have so many tools at our fingertips, far more than any other generation, I feel like. Um, I think our generation is so good at speaking out about things that they're passionate about. I feel like our generation, like especially uh, teenage Christians, need to be more vocal about Jesus. And like, that's such a generic answer, I feel like. But like, it's true. And it's something that I feel like people are afraid of what comes from talking about Jesus and what comes from just starting a conversation about Jesus to someone. And I don't mean that in like a push it on them, because I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of doing. But I just think that we have with like social media, which can be in a bad direction, but with social media and just with like how much courage that our generation really has, we can make such an impact for the kingdom of Jesus if we just tried. And that goes for me too. Like I said, with my anxiety, like it makes me afraid to talk to people, but that's something that I'm trying to grow out of, especially that now that I have like work and I'm talking to lots of new people every day. It's like, I can be a light for Jesus even in small ways. And, you know, you just need to plant that seed. You don't have to be the exact person that leads someone to Jesus. Yeah. You know, you can just plant that little seed and it can grow. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. You know, at the end of the day, because of social media, because of our culture, a lot of, for the most part, I mean, people have platforms, mm-hmm. whether you're yeah. on a platform or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a platform and people are following you to some degree mm-hmm. in some s- circumstances. And so because of that, the question is, how are you using that platform? Yeah. And I think what you're saying, Alex, of using that platform to point others um, to Jesus in a loving um, obviously, uh, God glorifying uh, way, and I, I'd even say this. And one of the things that has stood out to me just already as we've been talking about your story, Alex, is that also your generation has an opportunity to be honest and yeah. vulnerable. And you you did that with us today, sharing about your anxiety, sharing about your fe- your fear, because I think people outside of the church look inside the church and feel sometimes as if these are people that have it all together. Mm -hmm. These are people that have no struggles. These are people that, you know, everything kind of falls in place for them. But one of the ways that we can impact a lost and dying world is to be real where we are Mm -hmm. and and express those struggles. But in that, go back to what you said a minute ago, point them to Jesus because he's the hope. He's the one. Uh, that has changed us and brought us out of the place of, of anxiety and difficulty and given us, again, the life uh, that's in Him. And so uh, that's a great answer. Thanks, Alex, mm-hmm. uh, for sharing that. Let's wrap up today's podcast with this question. Um, Alex, what's a major current event of great interest to you right now? Well, definitely the election is very okay. <laughs> a big interest to me. Also, right. um I'm, if you have seen my social media at all, you know that I'm a very pro-life advocate. I love, or I don't love, but I love um, the pro-life movement and everything that they stand for. That's great. Hence my shirt. Yes. Um, Love them both. (laughs) But that's something that is, I feel like the Lord has really placed on my heart is to speak out against abortion and stuff. But also a a current event right now that I'm very involved in and like praying about is uh, the election and how that is 
happening right now and like I feel like the Lord has just in the last like couple weeks like the election just really like laid on my heart the importance of prayer and like how much that can affect something like an election and stuff and like how much that people gathering together and praying for something like this is so important um so I feel like that's a really big thing that he's revealing right now now you and your family had the opportunity to go to Washington right yes did I see that explain that trip to us just a little bit um, well, uh, Frank, yeah, Franklin, Franklin Graham. Graham. I'm like, yeah. I get confused between Billy and Franklin. Franklin Graham. Um, <laughs> That's called, like me with 51 states or 50 <laughs> <yeah>. states. <laughs> Franklin Graham called um, the United States to come, members of the United States, and I guess anyone who wanted to, to come to Washington, D.C. to pray for the election and pray for specifically President Trump for, um, you know, our country to be, go back to Jesus. and. Right. Um, for a revival, honestly, to happen because our country is very far off of the path of Jesus right now. Um, it was really awesome experience. Um, there were so many amazing people there who you'd tell they just, they just had a heart for the Lord, and it was it was really just an amazing experience to be around that many people who took their time to travel all the way to Washington D.C. to pray for our country. It yeah. honestly gives you hope. Yeah. Knowing that that many people are willing to do that and that many people still have hope and yeah. that many people actually care about it. And sometimes you can feel kind of isolated in that. And it's just like people don't care, especially when you look at the news and you see the media who are all pointing you in the opposite direction of that. So, yeah. So let's wrap up today with this kind of thought and question. You talk right now about praying for the election and going to this prayer, um, you know, uh, movement thing that Franklin Graham organize, organ, organized. Um, how would you encourage those out there that are listening that are um, of your generation um, to pray? Maybe not specifically like obviously this person or that person mm-hmm. as far as how you want it to you know be mm-hmm. um, obviously come out, but what would you say just encourage, what has been encouraging to you to kind of get you to a place to pray in general for yeah. the election? I think it's the... Um, just understand the importance of it and also knowing that you just have to go on your hands and knees and on your face to Jesus and say, God, I see where my country is right now. I see the direction that we're heading in. And I know that you're in control. I know that whoever is the president, you, that was, you know, planned. You knew that was going to happen. It's not a surprise to you. Nothing is surprising to you. I think you just, we just need to come and, um, in desperation honestly like this is something that we need to be desperate about like god and i think that you know maybe that's why god is having us you know in this situation it's like people need to come back to god in desperation and they need to say god and call out to him you know i feel like that's not something people have done we've been in a sort of place of comfort for a long time and i feel like God maybe wants us to understand, no, like you need me, you know, you need to call out my name. You need to have that desperation for me. Yeah, Alex, that's tremendous. You have preached on today's <laughs> podcast, sister. This has been good. So I love the thought, though, the importance, first and foremost, of seeking the Lord in it. Secondly, the importance of the magnitude of the election, how mm-hmm. it's going to, how it could change things for us and yeah. how it could change things for people around us, people we love. And then thirdly, though, in that, that desperation uh, Mm -hmm. for the Lord to work in all of those details. And so, Alex, this has been fun. You, (laughs) I'm telling you, have preached on this podcast today. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us and talking and uh, 
we'll do it again sometime because yes, I, would love to. I mean you just I'm telling you you <laughs> preach this thing girl proud of you so Thank proud you. of you so thankful for you <laughs> thankful for your leadership in our uh, student ministry in our church and uh, just excited Alex for what God has planned for you uh, in the days ahead and so thanks for that and thank you all for uh, listening today to the right now student ministry podcast here at Ridgecrest and we do encourage you to make the most of your life right now living it for the glory of God and uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and share it so other people can experience uh, what God is sharing and God is doing in the lives of the teenagers uh, in the world uh, today. 